Hello, you beautiful people. My name is Davi Vieira. I'm joined by Abe and Charlie Medeiros. Welcome to the Redox Cinema Podcast. And we hope y'all are doing well on this fine morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. But before we get down to everything, guys, we are finally doing a film review, a movie review. It's yeah. been a while. I forgot what those were like. It's been a <laughs> long while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Dragon took up our entire for real. Yeah. Time. It definitely did. Before we get into that, how are you guys doing? Y'all feeling good? Yeah, man. I'm good. I'm good. You know, good weekend. Um, hung out with some friends. It's nice, right? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Rachel. Happy birthday, Rachel. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Nice celebration. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been good. World Cup's coming. You know, there's a lot of things to be excited about. What is it, like seven, eight days? A week now. A week. A week? A week. Yeah, it'll, next Sunday. Wow. Okay. Next Sunday, Qatar plays versus... Nice. I like that. I can't remember who, but yeah, we have World Cup right away. It is going to be fun. I'm so excited as well. We got holidays coming up. We got a lot of film releases coming up. We have a whole schedule planned out, y'all. We are ready to get these reviews out for you guys. And the first one up is Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, directed by the very talented Ryan Coogler. And you guys know that this man is killing it in the industry right now, doing really well. Done Creed, directed the first one, Fruitvale Station. The man is doing really good. And this film, we're back in Wakanda, but the film was definitely written after Chadwick Boseman's passing. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. And that's definitely the center of the story. Yeah. It's finding who's the next Black Panther. What comes after the Black Panther? Do we have one? Where's our savior? We need one. Like, that's the that's the entire time. That's what they're addressing in the film. And then there's other factions that come in. But, y'all, how do we feel? Seeing the sequel, Black Panther, a very emotional film. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot for people. You know, that first... It was tough. It was a tough watch for some people because it was emotional. You know, it, it, you know, it got you got it got tears coming out. But um, I just want to give uh, an emphasis on how the episode is going to run down. We are switching the way we review films here. Um, so basically, like the first couple minutes, we are going to give three things we liked about the film, three things we didn't like, and then rate it. So for people who haven't uh, seen the film yet, you can listen all the way up until. We rate the film and then go watch the film and come back and listen to our spoiler talk because we're doing a spoiler talk on this episode as well. But we want to make sure that people who haven't seen the film can still listen to the episode and have an idea of what we thought about the film, but just not in depth to the discussions that we have. Yeah, and then whoever has seen the movie, you can listen to our discussion, hear what we actually thought about it, talk about specifics, stuff like that. So I think this is the best of both worlds, and I'm excited for the new format. There we go. Yeah, that's how we're doing it. And gonna be fun but i want to start with with a man kind of forever three things you liked three things you didn't like <laughs> oh three things i liked okay um i like the soundtrack we were talking about that a little bit so we were talking about the the soundtrack of uh the the last movie and then in comparison to like this movie um i think they killed it again i think that Obviously, there wasn't as big of a rollout uh, for this one. I think the last one, like there was a whole album. Kendrick Lamar was like the like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, talisman of that album. So I, I really like the soundtrack. Um, I think they did a good job with it without being too, 
I don't know. It didn't it didn't feel like it needed to live up to the first soundtrack, and I thought that was good, but it still mm-hmm. had some really good um songs there. Um what else did I like? Um I thought they did a really good tribute, man. Like I thought that the intro to the film was good and you know, this is not a spoiler, but at one point in the beginning of the film when the Marvel Studios thing comes on and it's just a bunch of images of Chadwick Boseman and mm-hmm. it's kind of like silent. There's no score behind it. I thought that was beautiful. I thought they did a really you know, good pointed tribute to him. Um, so those are little things, but um, I also just, uh, in general, as broadly as I can say, I just love the story. Like I thought the story was really fresh and entertaining and I liked that it didn't feel, I, I wasn't reminded that it was a Marvel movie every like 30 minutes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. a few times in this movie, I forgot that it was a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. It, like uh, MCU movie, let's say, to be more clear. Um, that there was this whole other universe and these other characters that overlap and this timeline and the multiverse and whatever. I forgot about all that stuff for a bit, which I liked. Um, and that was a big plus for me. Um, so yeah, things I didn't like. Um, I can just go with one. I think there was a couple of things in the character development that I, I would have liked to be uh, more... I don't know. I feel like there were some things that uh, like kind of jumped to a conclusion towards the end of the film um, with Shuri's character specifically. I feel like she got to a point that was interesting in her development, but I was also kind of like, hmm, I feel like this happened too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I go too deep into it, I feel like I'll spoil it for people, so I'm not going to do that. Um, and I think a little bit of the pacing of the movie, it's a bit long. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're a person yeah. who doesn't like really long movies, you might struggle with that fact. But yeah, those are a couple things, but Otherwise, I thought the movie was good. Nice, nice, nice. Charlie, what about you? I'm in agreement with the 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 score, the soundtrack. It's good. Um, I don't. I think the first one's soundtrack is probably a little bit better, mm-hmm. but this one's pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Uh, the other thing I think I would say that I liked is um, the visuals. Some of the visuals in the movie are pretty movie. are pretty good. Um, yeah, they did it. They did a good job with that. Uh, I'm trying to think of a third. Um, the characters. I liked. I liked the characters. Uh, the acting. Yeah. The acting was. The really acting good. was. Yeah. The acting really was really good. We can touch upon mm-hmm. more of that. Yeah. A little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, things I didn't like. The runtime was pretty long. Mm-hmm. I took three pee breaks. Yeah, <laughs> got up like two different times. <laughs> Because I drink coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, runtime's kind of long, so be ready for that. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, uh, I can't really say this one. I think it's a spoiler. We'll save it for later. But like something in the intro of the movie, mm-hmm. I won't go into it uh, until after. And I I can't think of a third at, at the moment. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. If, uh, if anything, I'll say it in the spoiler section of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, one thing I really, three things I really liked was the tone, Thought the tone of the film was done well. really well, mm-hmm. really well. Um, you know, it was a lot more serious compared to other MCU films and it, it definitely had to be because they were dealing with a, a real thing that occurred with the MCU, which is the passing of Chadwick Boseman and they handled that really well in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was the acting. Oh my gosh. I think it was the best acted MCU film I've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, there was insane performances in this film. Um, Latita Wright kills it as Shuri. Does a great job. Yeah. Um, 
as an Angela Bassett does an insane job as the queen. Um, Angela Bassett's so good. It's though. just like she's so talented, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we see these, there's like specific, specific scenes in the film where like they're just going off and you're like, whoa. Like this is this is some incredible acting. So the ensemble was really good. There was a great connection, and I think what helped, you know, carry it and surpass, you know, making the film great was the acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there was a lot of weight in the acting as well because they were doing it for Chadwick and respect for him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the action. Oh my gosh, the action was really good. Yeah, some like the, the choreography was done. Ooh, I really liked the choreography. I feel like with Black Panther. I always like the way they do fight scenes with them, with specifically with um, that universe, that film, um, and set design was nuts too. Yeah. I know I gave that's four, but uh, <laughs> the costume designs they never miss. Um, you can see that they really did their research with this film, especially with the Mayan culture and getting that right, but also with um, African culture and bringing that well. So, in my opinion, I definitely think this film deserves costume design for the Oscars, and I think it will get it. Um, it won't win it, but I think it will get nominated mm-hmm. like it did last time because you can tell they did their research. Um, dislikes for me, the narrative. Um, I think in some points it was it was very weak um, and it depended a lot on Chadwick's passing. Um, mm-hmm. And then second one, um, I felt like uh, when they were not focusing on the main characters, you were kind of like bored of the film. You're kind of like, what's going on? Like, let's let's pick it up. Um, and third one, I felt like the resolution was just too quick. Um, it was not developed yeah. as well as other films that I've seen in the MCU. Yeah. But overall, guys, I did enjoy this film. Um, it was really good, really well done. Um, directed really well by Ryan Coogler. He didn't. He had a tough job, a really tough job, and. I think he did the best that he could with what was presented to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has an agreement. We can get into that more, but uh, that's what I thought about the film. And on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm rating this an 8 1 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. 8.1. Mm-hmm. Good score. Uh, for me, I would put it at around like a 7 mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Just because, uh, I don't know, there were par- parts of the movie where I felt a little bit disconnected and I was like, okay, let's... Mm-hmm. let's Let's yeah. kind of get to the point here and, and mm-hmm. close things up a little bit. Uh, but it's 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 a good movie. It's enjoyable. Yeah. I think MCU fans are going to enjoy it. Uh, it's not too far of a departure from the MCU style. It is more of a serious tone, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. That's because of the whole nature with Chadwick passing and everything. It's very... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the the it's very like it's tasteful. The, the mood is is a, is down. Yeah, but I think they bit. did it in a tasteful way. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yes. I feel like they 100%. did too much MCUE stuff. No, not at all. It and they be, they kept the comedy like, very like yeah. brief and very like low. Mm-hmm. They didn't do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, it's like a seven, seven point five mm-hmm. at most. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's enjoyable. I think yeah. fans will love it. Cool. Um, I think that. This movie is one that if I watch it again, I feel like the score is going to fluctuate and I am having a hard time putting a finger on whether that would be up or down mm. um, because I think that the things that this movie does well, it does really well. And that's like the what parts clicks, where it falls, clicks, what doesn't, yeah. when it does when not it click, doesn't click, it's like, it's bad. It's 
it's not it is bad but it's not like a train wreck uh-huh. train yeah. wreck but it just bothers me you know what mm-hmm. i mean it just irks you that much where you're like you can't stop thinking about it but you you think about it after the fact but it's not like it ruins the whole movie oh yeah but i do think that um there there were really strong points of the writing of this movie and then i think that there were some times where the writing kind of fell short and that's where i struggled but i, I liked a lot of the themes of the movie i think i'd probably give it like a 7 point four seven point three seven point four mm-hmm. right now yeah I'm, uh middle of the sevens but i could see it going up i could see it but i feel like the floor is probably a seven like i feel like it's a good movie it won't be below a seven for me yeah i agree yeah i was in between eight and a seven um that's why i kept it low eights mm-hmm. um but yeah um with that being said y'all we are going to be moving to the spoiler section so if you have not seen this film see you after you see this film but charlie We now introduce the segment of this episode, Spoiler Time. This section of our episode contains spoilers. Proceed with caution. We are not responsible for crying, complaining, whining, or any other side effect that may result from listening to this segment of the episode. If you believe you or a loved one is in danger of having this movie or show spoiled to you, stop now and immediately book your ticket for the next showing of this film. All right. Okay. So we talked a lot about what didn't work narrative, like narrative from the narrative standpoint. We talked about it a lot from the writing I just want to know specifics, uh, Abe and Charlie, what was not working for you guys with this film? Um, I think one of the things Charlie alluded to was the beginning and how like we're kind of just thrown into the situation of like Chadwick is like sick, quote unquote, but we don't really know what it is. And like Shuri's trying to save him. Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the things that kind of happened abruptly for me that I feel like could have been introduced a little bit better and weaved into the story a little bit more um seamlessly but it was just like kind of abrupt um mm-hmm. but i guess in a way that's kind of the nature of how it all happened right like mm-hmm. nobody knew chadwick boseman was gonna die nobody knew like and he yeah, kept right. that thing so quiet mm-hmm. so it almost felt like jarring like i don't know if that is, should be fitting or not but that kind of bothered me with the story um and then i think the last thing is just the the conclusion where or the character arc of shuri becoming like vengeful um was something that i could see how that would be attributed to her character given like losing so much so many family members um and i think also at this point she had already lost her mom um at this point i think so yeah yeah Yeah, so when when she goes into the ancestral plane and Mm -hmm. she sees killmonger Mm -hmm. and then she's kind of having this like alter ego conversation with him and it's like vengeance and i liked that but I think the build to getting there was a little muddy. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, like, it, it wasn't as clear that, like, okay, there's a clear arc of Shuri becoming this, like, vengeful person who wants to get um, revenge on this world that has taken so much from her. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get that until that ancestral plane thing where she saw a kill mark, and I thought it was just so quick. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it kind of just, like, shifted that way for her. And I thought that was, I thought it was a good element to have, but I just don't think it was done as yeah. smooth as they thought they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that intro where, you know, she's, like, trying to save um, T'Challa, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to basically find, like, a cure for whatever he's going through. They never really explained much of what was going on. It kind of, the movie picks up right there mm-hmm. in that moment. And... I don't know. I feel like I would have liked to see a moment of them saying goodbye to him in some sort of way, if possible. I mean, this is going to be the one time that I say something positive about Fast and the Furious, but when Paul Walker died, (laughs) 
the way that they did like the goodbye was very yeah. like powerful, very emotional. Uh-huh. They took his brother and CGI'd his face on him and they drove off and they went into separate directions, you know? Mm-hmm. And if they could have done something esque like that, so that we at least like see Chadwick in the beginning, I think it would have hit a little bit harder, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have moments later on in the film where they do like flashbacks and they show his moments of him and in, in from the first movie or from other MCU movies and stuff, which is uh, which is pretty powerful. But I, I it just felt a little bit rushed. It's kind of like, okay, our Black Panther is dead. Now what? And it and it just goes from there. And they throw like the funeral. I thought the funeral scene was really nice. Yeah, um, I, just look big, like big scale, and mm-hmm. all those people. Scale of this film is huge. You can tell from the yeah. first one to the second one. This they they threw a lot of money on this one, or they just utilized the money that was thrown on this really well because yeah, it no, just, for sure they killed it production wise with this movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I think that with this intro, it's it's one of those things that I don't think there's a right way to do it. Because one well one thing to consider I think like that thing that you brought up about Fast and Furious is, is um, a good comparison, but we don't know about like Chad Bozwick's family. We don't know about the estate. We don't know if like they had reservations about doing anything like that. Like mm-hmm. it could have been too painful for them to even recreate something like that. So like I I I get them not doing that. I think that I don't know if it were me and this might be the wrong way to go, but I feel like I would have skipped that part. Like the whole part of Shuri trying to like save him. I would have just like skipped to her, like having a hard time and grieving. And then Mm -hmm. just like you, you kind of get the somberness of it and you can tell what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you just get hit with the funeral. And it's almost like a, uh, not a silent first, like 10, 15 minutes, but like a somber, like quiet and not much is going on, but you can just see the grief. Yeah, I think that would have been a better right. way. That's to do kind it. of how um, Endgame starts off, if I don't, if I'm not mistaken, because everyone like disappeared yes. and everything. So yeah. it's like very like somber, somber. very quiet, exactly. very yeah, just dark and it, gray. Exactly. I think that would have probably been a better way to do it, so that you you know we kind of all know like okay he's gone and and it's like you don't I don't think the universe needed to be like okay there's a reason why T'Challa is dead like you know what I mean I don't think the movie needed to do that. Um, I think that we call we all could have gone into the movie and, and just accepted that he died and then show the grieving in the morning of that. And I think that would have been a better start. Maybe I feel like the that scene and that kind of just like I need to save him yeah. was a little rushed. I just I, I just weird. kind of was hoping for like a proper like a more formal farewell between the family, uh, his family in the movie and him like you know passing. Mm. Yeah, but we got to realize who Shuri's character was in the first movie. She was a tech person. She was. A medic. She's the one who dealt with all those things, right? Mm-hmm. So they had, and also I think you had to have that because of her arc, because she was struggling with the saving and wanting to protect. One, she loses chat. She loses T'Challa, right? Because mm-hmm. she couldn't save him, and then loses her mother because she couldn't save her, mm-hmm. right? So I think even if I had problems with the narrative, I think we needed to see that because if I didn't see that, I think I would have critiqued it even more. So I'd be like, what, what's the point? Like, that was, I feel like that was something that needed to be brought up because we needed to see her, her struggling with that. And that was she was battling with because she was like, yo, I have all this talent. I have all these gifts. And I was not able to save my family with everything that we have here in Wakanda, with all the resources that we have. So I think it was prevalent to do that and to show that, yeah, even though, like, yeah, Wakanda is so ahead with the resources and the tech, people still die here. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's fair. I just feel like they... I, I think they should have touched on the fact that she tried to save him without showing it. You, I, I just feel like the, 
I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird mm -hmm. like intro for me. Um, but I, I get it. I, I, I think the, the moral of the story is just it's so there's no perfect way to do it mm -hmm. when you when you have this sort of situation that, you know, you need to create a narrative based on an, a very unfortunate tragedy mm -hmm. that yeah. there's no clean way to go. Yeah. And they had to here. rewrite it. Yeah. Because from my understanding, they had a whole different plan. Oh, no. One hundred percent. Oh, of course. They definitely Chadwick did. passed and they had to basically come up with something. Yeah. Bro, Chadwick Boseman would have had like three Black Panther movies. Oh, yeah. He, he would have had at least a trilogy. But like, yeah, let's no, bring for up sure, for sure. Latita Wright, who was just thrown into this because mm -hmm. she was not... You know, she, I'm pretty sure when she signed on, she was she was signed on as a supporting role. Yeah, of course. And yeah. to come into a role like that, she did a very good job. Yeah. Oh, she killed it. Yeah. Like she did a very good job, and that's impressive. So, all props to her because that is a very tough task to do, especially with the passing of someone as big as an actor, Chadwick Boseman was. Yeah. Um, but sticking with the with the narrative and what we're talking. What worked? What was something you're like, yes? Oh, uh, since we are, you know, still on the topic of like performances and stuff like that too, mm -hmm. uh, Angela Bassett gave, I think, one of the best MCU performances I've seen in a scene. Mm. Like, oh, when yeah. she, when she, uh, when she basically strips, um, I forget her name, the, she, she's a warrior. I yeah, the general. Name. Yeah, she strips the general of her title. Of her title, tells her to leave her her spear and all that because she lost her like so many people of her family. Mm -hmm. Doesn't know where her daughter is. Doesn't know if she's if she's safe, and she is crying and screaming and grieving. And it's like mm -hmm. there are moments in this movie where you see the people their their performance, their acting that it it almost feels like it's genuine grieving over. You know everything that's happening. I'm sure it was. So that's. Oh yeah. I th I think that made the performance even more powerful yeah. and even more raw. And yeah, I think just watching that scene, I was like, wow, yeah, mm -hmm. I, it's one of the best acted scenes in the in the whole MCU. I think. Mm -hmm. In on that note, uh, to Davi's question, I think that's one of the the uh, things that really worked for me in the movie is the conflict of Angela Bassett's character as the queen. I thought her she was like central to the narrative. Mm -hmm. She kind of drove the narrative in the sense of wanting to make sure that Shuri is like grieving properly. But at the same time, I don't think that she knows how to like really grieve properly. And I don't think she, I, I think her character struggles are really on highlight in this film mm -hmm. because we see that she is struggling with the protection of her country too and the protection of her kids mm -hmm. because the general is like one of her most trusted people like period right and like someone pointed out in that scene like she put a spear to her husband's head for wakanda like she is a loyalist like she is loyal to this country to no end like her losing shuri was not her intention and i bet you she'll do everything she can to get her back but it's like this the grief of losing another child is so much for the queen that she cannot take it anymore. Regardless of that, it makes you, like the grief in the morning like makes you almost do something that's not logical. It's like take away stripping you of the of the title of general because it's too much for me to lose another kid. Like I can't yeah. do this again. And I thought that was really, really powerful. Um, and just like her, her going over to try and retrieve uh, Shuri from Talokan, and all of that, like I, I thought she was a really central driving force of the narrative. And whenever she was on screen, I was really paying attention. And I thought that her um her in this movie was was something that really worked. Good. Yeah. 
No, that is true. Um, what worked for me was the acting. That's why I had bumped my score up was because of the acting. Because I was like, bro, this is this is literally some of the best acting that we've seen in this in this whole MCU universe. But also, um, what was working for me was the whole Wakanda conflict with um, with Wakanda. Wakanda. Like that was working really well. Yeah. What was not working was the world conflict. Like every single time they'd go out, like and try to, and they were implementing outside factors to it. I was kind of like, I was bored. But what outside factors. Um, just the U.S. versus Wakanda. Um. And then trying, basically like the world versus Wakanda. Um, because I feel like there was too many conflicts going on and it kind of take you away from the internal part of Wakanda and that to the sense that yeah. the Black Panther is gone and the struggles that people were facing, like Shuri, for example, who was the main character. I, I, also, I feel like when they were going to this, when they're doing all these like side missions, essentially, I felt like yeah. you're, you, you were kind of emotionally put out of it. Uh, what the, I, the the student as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? She's supposed to be Ironheart or something? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it almost didn't really feel like it served much of a purpose. It was just kind of there to be filler. Uh, in my opinion, like she did, she help in a way. Yeah, she did. But was she hundred percent needed? I don't know. I think they used her to introduce a new character. That was one of those MCU type things because every movie they have to have some new hero introduced. Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, some sort of cameo or something. So maybe I'm seeing it differently than you guys because I didn't really feel taken out by those kinds of things because I thought they were all central to the story. Like the whole idea of the scientist is that she created something that can now pick up vibranium, and there's yeah one country that can do vibranium. Oh, psych! There's two, and two. one of them yeah. isn't known, which is why this is a big central theme now. Is that they uh, Talokan and Namor they want to. They don't want anybody to be able to find vibranium and to be able to find them because they know what the outside pressures of the world do when they want vibranium. And that was central to yeah, the plot right. of okay. the story. Sorry. Introducing it was good. Yeah. Developing it, I thought, was not as good. Yeah, I think there was some yeah, I, I would say like when they That's when they got I mean. the you agent got and like when they were kind of bouncing back and yeah. forth between That's that. What I, mean. I yeah. think there were points there where it was kind of weird. But to to what you were saying, I don't think it's filler. Of what they did, I I thought that um, they could have done more with her, with the student, because all I felt like is that she was the vehicle to drive the conflict. Mm-hmm. Like she, that's all that she served is the that was the purpose for her. Mm-hmm. And I think she had a little bit of a relationship here and there with Shuri and whatever, but I didn't think it was that deep. Like I didn't really end up caring for her the character queen. like that mm-hmm. and the queen. Mm-hmm. But but I think she was just the central driving force of the conflict. Um, but the conflict itself, I thought was super interesting. Like yeah. I really liked the idea of the conflict because it was like. These are kind of in it's the flip of the obvious, right? It's like these would be considered third world countries, but they're actually the most powerful countries and they can flip on the entire world because of the resources that they have. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that was very, very interesting. And then you have two very different perspectives of it. Wakanda, who's like, no, we have to help the world. And Talokan, that's like, no, if we don't burn them, they'll burn us first, which I thought was cool. Mm. That is. Yeah, you got it. That's what I meant. I feel like conflict was good executing it i thought yeah. was not as good especially with shuri's character because i just felt like yes oh my gosh we're finally getting a character who's like the vengeance and all that stuff yes this is what i want but they quickly just flip her yeah she did, didn't stay in that moment i just thought she long. didn't stay in the moment a lot i wanted to see yeah. more of it maybe i wanted to see her i know it's awful to say but i wanted to see her kill mm. for vengeance mm-hmm. and then have that realization like 
wait, what I'm doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really get that. We got that in a moment where she was about to do it, but she didn't. Because I think, yeah, because what, what ended up happening is like she went back on the vengeance. And mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, I think that if she had killed him, maybe it would have made more sense. Not that what she, like her holding back was bad. No, no. But I think that. it needed more development exactly. for her to get to that point of holding back. Because mm-hmm. we just got to like, oh, flip to vengeance. Oh, flip back off. I have mercy now. And it was just too quick. And I didn't feel like they explained it well enough. And we don't, I don't feel like we got to see her character go through that enough. So I thought that w- that was kind of a weak point. True. Um, talking about the villain here, Namor. Oh my gosh. He was great. He was great. Yeah. He was great. I'm I do not fan. know how to pronounce his name. I'm gonna try my best. Let me look. But it's Dino Huerta. Um, I, I think I said that right, but, but yeah. or Dino Um he great performance. But I think right at the end I was like, dang, okay. Like th- again, his switch was was quick too. Um and finding agreement with Shuri but um, I love the backstory that he gave and I was like wow this is this is this is good this is really good it's the same thing with Comonger. like I really like the villains of Black Panther I feel like they did it well mm-hmm. with with both with both films um, but uh, yeah no he was he was insane he was another standout for me I was like yo he was really good this is nuts he was really really good um, Charlie what did you think about him I, I liked him a lot um, I thought he was very interesting um, again, I think that switch at the end was kind of rushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching some stuff about him today. Fun fact, that actor, he had to learn how to swim for this role. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he apparently, he didn't know how to swim. So, yeah. I guess, like, the, some some of the underwater stuff, I couldn't really tell if it was actually, like, some of it was underwater, if it was all CGI or whatever. But apparently, like, some of it, I guess. I'm sure a lot of it was, like... CGI because I I have yeah. heard it's very hard to film underwater scenes like that. No, oh, yeah, you yeah. definitely have to do that with CGI. Yeah. There's no way. Um, well, there is ways. There's ways, but there's ways. Avatar two is going to be one of the first to show that. But yeah. I, I remember seeing something about like one of the Harry Potters. There was a scene that they, he's like submerged underwater. And I remember they shot that for days, like mm-hmm. just to get like three minutes of a scene because it's like right, it's right. so hard to get like those shots correct underwater mm-hmm. the way that you want. Yeah. So I can imagine that they did some stuff, but I'm sure that plenty of it was CGI. But otherwise, the CGI was done very well. Mm-hmm. So that's a yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Marvel villains after watching this? Do you still you still feel like it was Disneyfied right at the end? They were like, uh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. In what in what sense? Like they just quickly either make them have a good resolution or just kill them off, just to kill them off. But at the end of the story, don't we get like a little sense of like there's something mischievous still about him mm-hmm. when he's talking to? Yeah, like because he his, says he says yeah. like um, that the U.S. is gonna go after Wakanda. Mm. And when the U.S. goes after Wakanda, Wakanda's going to call them. Mm. So now they're introducing a conflict of the world versus Wakanda. And Talokan. And Talokan, yeah. With... So, yeah. Yeah. Could I, be interesting. I like, yeah, I like the, um, I liked his origin story. I thought his origin story was super cool. Like, I thought the way that he, like, came about and um, they, like, his mother and, like, giving birth to him and then they come up from under the water to like bury his mom mm-hmm. and they see the colonizers and like all this stuff. And like, then the, the, one of the priests that's dying is yeah. like, you're a child without love. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, my name's Namor. And I was like, oh, okay, that's lit. 
I was like, that's a weird name, and then it made sense. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. That was a, yeah, his origin, it was really good. That and entire was, sequence was really good. Yeah. So yeah. good. Just that entire sequence and like the monologues in Jero when characters would have basically the, the camera just focused on them and they talk about T'Challa and what he meant to them mm-hmm. were huge standouts to me, them grieving as well. That was that was done really well. Like, I was going to say like Marvel recently feels like they've been skipping a lot of origin stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Black Panther has done some of the better origin story type mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. specifically for their villains but we also kind of get an origin story for sure you know being the black panther as well because mm-hmm. yeah. we didn't we didn't i don't think we got an origin story for black panther yeah we when did. it was chadwick yeah we did we His did dad like died. how he turned into the black panther i yeah. think it was yeah. very quick though like not no, i think they i thought they did it well and yeah it was in the beginning of the movie so it was like early but they I had they a, did a good it's because they had okay. introduced someone to civil war um but yeah i felt like they still touched upon it because Briefly, yeah. his father passing away right. and all that stuff. So no, I he think he had to fight a challenger yeah, and then he had no, to drink the still, thing. So we kind of all saw that. How he lost yeah. the rain to Killmonger and he had to fight Killmonger. Gotcha. So I feel like the development of the black but in the it, first it, one was, was done well. Yeah. The thing is the thing is with that movie, it's like he was he was already introduced in a film before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like here you're seeing it from the perspective of like you're not a hero at all, like Shuri. And then she only really becomes Black Panther in like towards the like later half of the second act or third act or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, it feels like you get like a complete, more of a complete origin story, kind of mm-hmm. like Spider-Man One type thing. You know, yeah. you don't see him turn into Spider-Man and have the actual suit until towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Black Panther. Shout out to them for doing origin, origin stories. stories pretty well, especially for their villains. Especially for their villains. Yeah, because yeah. villains have been weak lately. Yeah, they really have. But so, I mean, now we got Kang coming. That's going to be... Kang is a good one. Kang is one fun. that I feel like they they introduced him very well in Loki. So, uh, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, to to everybody on the team for, for this movie. Yeah, I saw, I saw a post uh, I want to touch upon. Um, some people were talking about it. Do you think that the film was relying on, on the emotion and the grieving too much? Or do you feel like they did a really job with the imbalancing the story with the narrative how do you guys feel about that i don't really feel like they were trying to get like a reaction out of the audience mm-hmm. if that's what people are implying i don't I think people are like implying it, just dis- discussing it to see what yeah no I, f- I felt like it came across pretty naturally mm-hmm. i didn't feel like I it was you. like forced or anything i don't think they were trying to really like exploit the fact that chadwick had died to get you know emotions out of this movie and get people in their feels i felt like it was pretty genuine like people mm-hmm. mourning him in the film was pretty genuine mm-hmm. yeah uh, and i think one of the things that really set the tone especially in the beginning is like what abe said earlier the marvel thing rolling and it's just footage of him it's silent mm-hmm. usually it's play- there's a song playing something and it's just silent so it gives you a moment to like sink in and be like, "Yeah, damn." I thought it was really tasteful. Like, it, yeah. it, it, I got chills watching mm-hmm. that. Right. Now, I I thought they did a perfect job doing that and introing it. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're gonna talk about it. I, but I don't. To answer the question, I don't think it leaned on it too much, mm-hmm. because a lot of the times in the movie, I felt more um, uh, connected to the conflict. And like, oh, I really like this new villain, and I like this the concept of Talokan and Wakanda mm-hmm. and whatever. 
But then you remember that, you know, the Black Panther had died and, and Chadwick Boseman had died and T'Challa and whatever. But I don't think that it was like the sole driving force or like the one thing that the the story leaned on. I think they had great characters. I think they had great actors. Mm -hmm. There was some good bits of writing. Yes. Um, and we had interesting characters that didn't need to rely on the fact that T'Challa's dead. So now we have to all mourn and like figure that out. Like it's like that's part of the story, but these characters also still matter. Yeah. And you guys, both of you guys commented on the film being long, too long. And I'm a fan of film, long films, you guys know me. But sometimes I do feel like if it's not justified, cut the, just cut the runtime and get, you know, and let's, and let's get it going. Mm -hmm. But both of you guys commented on that. And what do you guys think should have been done differently with the runtime? I don't think the, I personally don't think the movie was too long. I just think the pacing was off and mm -hmm. the fact that, the, the, a movie this long with the conclusion this abrupt mm -hmm. like i felt that was part of the issue that that in the beginning those were the really two jarring pieces for me that made the pacing feel off because when i was in the thick of the movie in the middle of it i was fine i wasn't having an issue with it right when it was building up to like the climax of the film i thought it was great but once the resolution came about i felt super jarred into a direction where i was like damn I can't really tell if I felt like that movie was super long or like this was super short and it just felt off to me. That's the most that I felt about. It. I wasn't super concerned about the runtime, but especially I think when um, the ending can be not as fulfilling as you had wanted it to be, it can make a movie feel longer because it almost feels like, damn, I went through all of that to just get to this res resolution. Gotcha. That's my. That's I'm, my I'm in agreement with that. It's just. You know, it just lost its flow towards the end, and I think that's what probably made it feel a little bit longer. So for y'all, it just wasn't, you know, wasn't flowing well. Some parts it, it, where it, it was like, I, I just think it felt flat a little. Just, yeah. When it, w it was flowing well, and then, like Abe said, when it got to the resolution, it, like, completely, like, steered left. Mm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And, all right, I'm just two more questions, and we're going we're gonna to wrap. wrap it up. But we can't go missing we got to talk about the post credit scene and how we saw that there is a another T'Challa out there and that mm -hmm. he had a kid and they had to keep it they just wanted it to keep it quiet because of the illness so that was interesting that they um, brought it up in that manner saying that oh the illness was already prevalent and they were like yo let's we, we know it's gonna come we're already gonna go so let's stay away from it and just give no pressure to Charlie the second but post credit scene what did you guys think of it did it add more emotion to it do you feel like there was a, a better resolution after the post credit scene because for some people they felt like the post credit scene was was the was a was a good resolution if they didn't have the post credit scene they would have been like eh. so here's the thing i think it leads to the last question you asked about how much the movie leans on t'challa and his death and whatnot and i think we got like two separate resolutions like, cause we got the resolution of Shuri's character, which I think mm -hmm. was what the film was about and what yeah. I wanted the film to be about. Yeah. And then we got the kind of resolution of like closing the loop on like mourning T'Challa and what comes next from that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that resolution of the film, I thought that was actually nice. I don't, I don't know if it was like 100% necessary. I'm curious to see what they do with it, but it felt nice. I could see the emotion from like Shuri's character and being like, damn, like I have a nephew mm -hmm. and like, this is so surreal. Like I thought that was nice, but to me it doesn't, it didn't do anything for the entire scope of the narrative, I don't think. Yeah, I I, I like the post credit scene. I like the introduction. Although it seems 
like it feels like a lot of movies do that when there's a character that like goes they always leave a kid behind so it's kind of cliche-ish yeah. but so you think you felt generic like oh, okay. a little bit a little bit but at the same time you're kind of like oh that's nice that's a nice touch mm-hmm. that they that they did that um, yeah. So I'll 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 accept it. I will accept it. I and think that was, was nice. some kind of fan service that I think it's, it's going to make you happy going heading home after watching it, and then it's probably going to make you bump your score up a little bit more after seeing the movie, because you know you feel good going home after watching this. Right. Movie. But you then know? it leaves the question like, so now do you have two Black Panthers? Do you have two? Like, what's the conflict with that? Is there going to be a conflict? Are you introducing a conflict? Yeah. yeah. So. I think we, it's good that they ha- you have yeah. you have questions at the end. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they want you to have. Right. Um, but yeah, no, that was good. And with Phase Four, for a lot of people, Phase Four has been a roller coaster. It's been wild. It hasn't been good. Some people are saying, "Oh, it's going all over the place." Um, does it really matter for us here, y'all? Because we just watch them. But Phase Four, how do we feel about it? I know we're, some people, some of us are not really watching the shows as much. But how you guys feel about Marvel right now? moment it's kind of i don't really know like what to really expect of i i can't really see the direction although i know for a fact kevin feige has a direction uh i just don't know where he's going with it and from seeing like all this stuff that marvel's putting out the disney plus series the movies everything i feel like there are maybe two or three of all of those Marvel things that we got that like actually give some sort of direction to where we're going. Mm-hmm. And that's probably Loki mm-hmm. and say Dr. Strange, a little bit of Dr. Strange or maybe, maybe Spider-Man gave a little hint as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that Dr. Strange, Loki, maybe WandaVision. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, yeah. Oh, but I think we're really going to get it with Ant-Man. Ant-Man's going to be the one that like really sets the stage. Okay, this is where we're going because Kang is in the movie. Yeah. You know, and that's where we'll really see like this multiversal stuff really start to go down. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't remember feeling this way in the beginning phases of Marvel, kind of feeling like lost mm-hmm. or whatever. Because we're kind of just watching Marvel movies, just watch like You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like with phase four that they've introduced such a huge scope and such a huge story with the multiverse we're always you're always asking questions like okay where are you taking this week we're trying to figure out where this is going where with the where with uh, the original phases they introduced uh daniel's avengers the first avengers film and then from there they were building it up right right with individual movies mm-hmm. and then they got to age of ultron and they got to Infinity war and they got to endgame whereas with this they've already introduced Kang, they've introduced the multiversal war. What's gonna happen? You know, I'm not a comic book. I'm. Not, I don't know a lot about the comics, but that's what I know. That's been introduced. Um, and some people are saying it's been really messy, where we don't know what direction it's going. Um, yeah, I. There's. They're they're giving us bits. I know that they're giving us bits and pieces here and there, but it just feels like it's very distracted in a way because they're they're just doing a lot more than they did in the past because they're including shows now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was like, okay, you get a movie or, or two a year. Yeah. And you could really stay focused on that. But uh, I feel as though if you didn't watch all of the series, you kind of fall behind and you start to miss the things that they might be setting up. Yeah, that's true. I've, like I've, I know, I've fallen behind on the series. Like I didn't finish watching Miss Marvel 
but apparently she has like this bangle thing or whatever, this bracelet, and it's somehow connected to uh, Shang-Chi's rings, mm-hmm. you know, and the rings are supposed to do something. I, I don't really know. Like there's, there's some sort of power there. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I feel like it's just gotten too complicated because of the shows. And it the has movies. gotten complicated, but if you're like a real Marvel fan, um, then you probably are following pretty close, and you can kind of put the pieces together. But for the casual viewer, who you know, people, which I think might be the majority of the people watching these movies, mm-hmm. they might be lost. Yeah, they don't really know what's happening, especially if they didn't watch the shows. Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm curious. <laughs> Sorry, as I'm Abe cu- raises his hand, that's like, me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's me. Like, yeah, that's last, <laughs> last little thing is, I'm curious to see how they're going to introduce Kang to the casual viewer who has not seen Loki. Yeah, in Ant Man, Quantumania. Because mm-hmm. I saw, yeah, I've seen Loki. Right, right, exactly. It's yeah, that's that's a that's a good point to bring up. Hey, casual moviegoer, casual Marvel moviegoer, mm-hmm. what's what's your feeling with um, this? Uh, my feeling is that I want more of what I just watched from Black Panther and mm. I want less of the multiverse and less of like everything that's happening. I could be wrong and I could eat my words. Like I, I do, I, I, I will challenge Marvel to make me eat my words and say, oh damn, what you were doing this entire time with the shows and everything, this is a masterclass of cinema and it's all gonna yeah. be fulfilling. But to me, dude, I'm getting like, everything's getting lost in the sauce. Uh-huh. One quality is getting diminished all over the place because you're seeing all of these little shows getting put out and they suck one two there's all these little things that you have to keep up with and it's impossible for someone one who doesn't have time nor two has that level of interest to be following every single thing about the comic books and following every single thing that's that's happening in this next phase of the mcu so for me it's a little like daunting to even go back and start you know what mm-hmm. i mean like for other people when we're watching adventures it's like okay let me go watch all of the mcu movies now you gotta go watch all the movies watch all the series whatever and then get caught up and it's like it's just too much it's like overload mm-hmm. and to me it's like it feels like some of these some of the like storytelling some of the character development some of the acting and narrative i feel like can get diluted because of how much Marvel's insisting on bringing a cinematic universe into all of this and it's making me a little tired of it mm. and that's just like me as a casual person if you love the MCU that's not me like really really hating on it but I do think that some of the best films that I've watched are superhero movies man like I just remember the first time I went to see The Dark Knight and like how I felt when I watched that movie and it's crazy because like I crap on DC all the time because they're so inconsistent but like I still feel like the best best pinnacle of filmmaking with superhero movies comes from DC. You're going to get some people triggered. And stuff <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry that. to say it, but, <laughs> like, but like for filmmaking, for if you like cinema and if okay. you like writing. So that's, where, so that's where it's like crossing over from like a, bo- a blockbuster film yes. to film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there's a, there's a difference between a movie and a film. I tell people this all the time. People who yeah. know me, a movie, I characterize it as like a blockbuster type. There's really good movies and there's really bad movies. There's really good films and really bad films. But when you're a filmmaker who can cross between two and infuse both together, mm-hmm. that's very impressive. Like those are like the Dark Knight movies. The Dark Knight, the, dark, like the Batman. Yes. Um, like those movies to me and the Joker, they, they can be blockbusters and make a ton of money and bring a wide audience. But a, a person who loves film will go to it and be like, damn, that's a great film. And I, I want to piggyback off of that. Yeah. If you're concluded there. Uh, so I agree with what you're saying. Uh, a lot of the better 
like filmmaking uh, type superhero movies have been from DC, in my opinion, as mm-hmm. well. You have Joker, you have the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Reeves is Batman. Matt Reeves is Batman, which came out this year. And right, I, exactly. my opinion, I still think it's the best comic book movie released this year. Yeah. Oh, for for sure, for sure. Uh, the thing is, I feel like Marvel to get that level of interest from their from the fans, they rely a lot on cameo bombing like everything Mm. and from what i have read and speculated on the internet when it comes to the end of this phase right like the end game movie of this phase essentially what they're gonna do is exactly that because of the fact that you can like what we saw in spider-man is basically what's gonna happen to every single hero is what it comes down to and like unfortunately marvel fans eat that shit up they love it they love it and that is i think one of the bigger selling points because there's a cameo in this movie too in black panther you get that lady i forgot her name but she shows up at uh she shows up in the end of black widow oh or and she's the, in a, she's in falcon versus winter soldier exactly, i know exactly what you're talking about exactly yeah she's who she's setting up the what's the squad she's setting up the squad with florence pugh's character and um the fake captain america guy She's 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 a Secret vital Wars or something. Not Secret Wars. It's a the Thunderbolts. It's Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Yes. Yeah. She sent that up. I'm pretty sure that's her. Yeah. So like, it, the basically the rumor that I saw, like for example, they can bring back Iron Man. They can bring back Robert Downey Jr. There's a rumor as well that before Robert Downey Jr. got the role, they were considering Tom Cruise. So they were thinking about even putting Tom Cruise as another Iron Man in that movie, and like all this stuff. So all the like, what if? possibilities of casting might pop up and fans are gonna love that shit they just are it's i just i just feel like the mcu is becoming just a pit of wasted potential and i'll give you a perfect example is the the thor love and thunder because you had christian bale as a super super like complex villain that was incredible and you have an incredible actor playing this villain to be a one and done in a freaking parody movie that was like a waste <laughs> and i was just like or the god butcher who kills one god in the movie dude oh my god it, 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 but like that's the type of thing that that specific thing about like you can get these cr- crazy actors that are like the pinnacle of filmmaking this is what it's all about like people love going to see these actors and then they are one and done and then that's it and you move on we'll do the next you know two hour of like fan service and it's like okay i'm tired like i'm sorry i'm not a huge mcu fan maybe i'm hating but that's just how i feel some people are gonna come up that you're hating i just that's fine it's and critiquing that's fine. And yeah yeah and I'm, I'm just critiquing the mcu is not my biggest cup of tea i will definitely go out and see the big movies because there's stuff about them that i do love like i did like the black panther um wakanda forever and i liked like shang chi it's like the individual movies i like but the, the cinematic universe is getting tiring for me so I uh, just hope that we can still get some quality out of it without sacrificing too much. Yeah, I agree. I like the individual movies a lot. That's why I really enjoyed this film because it felt felt like a a, a breath of, of fresh air, <laughs> yep. like we were seeing something new for Marvel. Yeah. Um, and that's why um, a lot of people have enjoyed it, and it's been uh, perceived well from the crowd. It got an A Cinema score. Um, I think it's set to do eighty. It did opened eighty million. This weekend, I mean, opened 80 million on Friday, just Friday alone, Friday and Thursday. So it's doing well. Um, it's just wondering, can this format last? Is it gonna is it gonna last for years? Are people gonna get bored of it? Are people getting bored of it? Or are people just like, you know what, I enjoy it, let's keep it going. You know, 
that's all the questions I have every single time. With me, I started off as someone who was following everything intricate. I was making sure I was watching all the shows. I started off, I started, I watched WandaVision. I watched Loki. I watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was keeping up with everything. And then when when Miss Marvel released, that's when I just watched the first two episodes. And I'm like, eh, this is this is kind of getting too much. Um, and now I've kind of been, I don't know, just iffy about it because I'm I'm trying to just understand what's going on like why you know like just just give me a good story that's all i want yeah, yeah i think, and I think sometimes it's not it's, some of the stories are not being written well and that's why even though i had some critiques with the writing of black panther i still thought it was the best face four story besides shang chi that we got so far it, yeah. it, film wise the film wise i thought loki was a good story too wandavision was also really good as well but you know it it, it just it asked me the question like yo like, are you just you just want to make this a theme park, or are you trying to push the art of filmmaking? What's what's your levels here? I think I think it's a little bit of both, but unfortunately, they're caught in this weird space where they feel like they need to do fan service over and over and over again a lot. Uh, I think for I think Marvel at one point will start to lose people if they continue down this path. And if they don't introduce a little bit more intricate storytelling and different elements but, of filmmaking within the Marvel universe. But here's the problem. When you introduce a different level of filmmaking, like you're saying intricate you or can more narrative driven, people. you can lose a lot of people. And that's happening with another IP and that's Star Wars with Andor. No one is watching Andor because why? Because it's a very narrative driven story. There is action. It relies a lot on dialogue. It relies a lot on character development. And people are flat out not liking it. They're saying it's boring. But in my opinion, I think it's one of the best Star Wars Disney, Disney stuff we've ever gotten. But someone can disagree with it's me. It's weird. I want to see a study on this because I feel like House of the Dragon and like Game of Thrones see, is like super how, narrative how driven. Do and it that? doesn't make sense. Like, so like, like, and I, people love and it. And people freaking love it. So I don't understand. Well, I, I, I don't know about that one because I will just say, and if people from my work hear this, I'm sorry. I'm going to roast you for a second. I did hear people like just ordinary moviegoers in my office at work just talking like, hey, have you watched House of the Dragon? Eh, I watched like the first three or four episodes. Uh, it's kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. I don't really like it. No, yeah. I don't get that. No, but I... I, 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 I 100%. But <laughs> you know if you're saying? talking so about sheer people. numbers, if you're talking about sheer numbers of people that are watching, like House of the Dragon... Game it's the number one show in the world. It's crazy. No, no, of course. Yeah. yeah so yeah, when you sure. compare that to like films that are also very narrative based and rely on dialogue and rely on like building this world and, and building character arcs why are people not seeing those and I don't know I think maybe it's just the, the formatting like shows are maybe easier to follow but then Andor that doesn't make any sense but I, I, Andor is different because I feel like Star Wars is kind of like this thing where it's like you're either in it or you're not like you're yeah. either a Star Wars head or you're not do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, if you're not, you almost feel like it's inappropriate for you to come in and start watching this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how I have felt at times. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, there's so much going on in the Star Wars world and people who love Star Wars are so into it. And it's how I feel about the MCU sometimes. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. I'm like, damn, this is dope. But no, now I can't go back and watch WandaVision and watch Loki. And I'm, I'm way in over my head now. I can't do it. And all of y'all who know the MCU well, I'm never going to get to your level. So why do I even try? Mm -hmm. That's kind of, it's like almost intimidating mm -hmm. for me. So they can they can literally like they can ask the question now after listening. So why the hell are you watching this movie, right? Yeah. They can be like, well, what's the point of you watching this, right? You know, because you're just gonna you're just gonna critique it, critique it, critique it. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the point of watching anything. Exactly. Right? So, like, <laughs> we we are going to watch, you know, we're going to watch it. We're going to keep up with it and, and give you guys our honest opinions on it. Our opinions don't have to match. That, yeah. You know, art is, is uh, what is it, subjective. Yeah. So, we're all going to have different tastes. Um, it's just that for me and I guess for the rest of us, we're all in agreement that it is kind of getting repetitive and we're kind of getting tired of it. Yep. I agree. And um, it, that doesn't mean that we're not going to, you know, cover it. We're still going to do our, our job and cover it. And we're and, still going to be able to enjoy parts of it. Yeah, we of course. There's always going to be things to to enjoy, to admire. Because um, these movies are fun to a certain level. Like, mm-hmm. they are fun, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, yeah. It brings I mean, people together. It, it does. It takes people to movies. It keeps movie theaters running. And that's what we want. Yeah. We want 100%. movie theaters to stay alive. This is a huge, this is a huge box office. Yeah. Like, this box we want this. Because if, if we don't have movies like this, theaters will never survive. And we're theater. Like, right. we love theaters. We love going to see movies at the movie theaters. And that's why I always say it's like, we need them. We need yeah. these type of films. As much as I dislike the Marvel machine, I, you know, I have to give them respect because... Especially during the pandemic, like they saved theaters, no, pretty 100%. much single-handedly, bro. No way home, saved theaters. Yeah, they really did, and like we had one of the big, like one of the best, craziest Christopher Nolan movies come out during the pandemic. It just didn't do well, mm-hmm. uh, even though clearly a lot of people like his movies and they will go watch it. But there were people who were like, "Screw COVID, I'm gonna watch Spider Man," mm-hmm. you know. That's the level of people influence were that Marvel left have. and right yeah. <laughs> after watching yeah, it too, yeah, which exactly. is crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I am. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for Ant Man. I'm intrigued. I have. I'm, I'm intrigued, intrigued too. I'm very. It, it looks good. Yeah. Looks good. Looks fun. I saw it. Um, I just wonder. It's get. It's getting a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. You know, I, I, I'm getting a lot of that from it. I think every single superhero movie for the rest of Eternity will get Guardians will of the Galaxy. Will be Guardians right. of the Galaxy because what James Gunn did with that, mm-hmm. everybody wants to copy it. Now. Yeah, he it's it's a team up movie and it's fun and it's cool. You see what he did with Suicide Squad? He used the same formula in that. It worked. It worked. People it's a buddy cop it. formula. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's a, it's superheroes. literally that. It's literally that. But, but that that formula has been around for. Y- you can say decades. years, decades, yeah. decades. Yeah, they just never did it at this scale where the the group has like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten members, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, so yeah. Once we get to, uh, I don't know what movie is going to be the first like Avengers that team up movie from this phase, but once we get there, you're going to see like how people are just going to flock to the theaters for that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be insane. Things first is the Kang film, and then the next one, and then the next Avenger one is Secret Wars. Yeah, once we get to Secret Wars, it's a wrap. It's <laughs> gonna, gonna absolutely it's, it's gonna break numbers. Um, but wow, we went on a crazy tangent right now, y'all. <laughs> For but sure. again, just 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 a heads up. Um, this is our opinion. Like, it's just our opinion. It doesn't really matter. You can at the end of the day, like, it's just our opinion. That's what we think. You have your own opinions. Like, your opinions are not wrong. Our opinions are not wrong. Your opinions are not right. Our opinions are not right as well. No one has a right or wrong opinion. It's just this is what we like too. Discussions are good, and it's healthy to have these discussions because it pushes, um, it pushes the narrative. It pushes. It makes you think more. It's good to have these these things. Trust me, it's pushes really good. Pushes for better filmmaking. Exactly. Well. Yeah. It calls out a lot of people, you know, who are working in the industry, right. to to listen and to and to think better on how they can make better films. Um, 
so yeah don't feel like your opinion is wrong don't feel like your opinion is is bad at the end of the day if you have an opinion just you know you can say it it's okay you know um obviously be respectful about it don't just absolutely shut the person down but Mm -hmm. be respectful and 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 say what you think you know unless you're a fast and furious fan then we shut you down (laughs) (laughs) i would i I was just gonna say just to wrap this up i I would i would encourage people to um if there's anything that stuck out to you from our conversation or in general tell us what you go to the movies for tell us what shows bring you like in like what is it about a story whether it be a show or a movie that brings you to want to watch it and to keep watching it um because for everybody it's different things so i'd just be curious to to hear what people in our audience would say, you know, comment it on our Instagram or text us if you know us or mm-hmm. however, send us a carrier pigeon, whatever. But like, just like <laughs> a raven, know. a raven. Yeah. yeah, you can text me. I know the people who who watch, te- I mean, who listen, text us. Just let us know. We just want to hear what you guys think and how you guys see films. Yeah, if you made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have, we love you. If you didn't. You're not listening anymore. So yeah, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, we appreciate you guys listening to this review. It's really good to be back reviewing films. And don't worry, we're gonna be posting a lot of film reviews coming soon. And we are so excited for the end of the year. Oscars coming up soon, so it's gonna be really fun. Guys, we love you.